In order to retire successfully, you'll need vision. You'll also need a plan to execute that vision. Welcome to Retirement Pathfinder with Barbara Lane and Phil Gusky. On today's show, we'll give you the tools you need to navigate unique challenges you'll face in retirement. It's time to chart your financial future. Retirement Pathfinder starts now. Welcome into the Retirement Pathfinder. I am Ben George. Great to have you today. We got a great conversation about some things that don't really matter, you don't think, in retirement planning until they actually do. These are some key areas that you might overlook, but working with a good advisor will help you pay attention to these and make sure they are in order. We're going to run through these items today on the show. Let me welcome in Barbara and Phil. How are you both doing? Great. Hey, welcome, doing? everyone. Doing well. Yeah, welcome. Welcome, listeners. Good to talk to you again. It's been a couple of weeks since our last episode. And as always, Phil, at least once a month, I think, it's become a pretty standard that we have to check in at the farm and find out what's happening. Well, yes, life on the Gusky Farm has really become interesting this <laughs> summer. And so I'm going to title this segment, The Mystery of the Stunted Corn. Ooh, I'm yeah, intrigued. Yeah, so, so here, we've had a really unusual growing season here in Illinois this year, Ben. Uh, it was real good to start with, and it got really dry. And I guess probably the best way to explain it would be what, by way of a, um, a little slogan that we use, and it's, it's a question, actually. Uh, ben, do you know the difference between cabbage and garbage? Cabbage and garbage? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would eat one, but not the other. Oh, uh, well, it's timing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very true. So we're gonna, yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit about timing here. So, um, you know, the best time to plant corn in the ground is when the ground is warmed up to about 50 degrees Fahrenheit, and then it germinates at about 85 to 70 or so. So most of the farmers that we know around our area in Illinois got their seed in the ground at really the ideal time. They got it in, in time. And then right after they got it in, they had a stretch of rain. And by um, the 4th of July, they say, have a saying around here called knee high by the 4th of July. This was shoulder high by the 4th of July. It was a bumper crop. And right now it's, it's a tassel. It looks great, except on the Gusky farm. So we're going to ask our listeners, especially if you have some farming background, to help me solve this mystery. So our farm is not really a production farm. We took it out of production years ago and we plant corn, beans, and sorghum and other type of varieties uh, as really a, a winter uh, food source for the wildlife, for deer and, and turkey and pheasant, that type of thing. Well, as many farmers found out, you know, that the COVID pandemic uh, has disrupted the seed and fertilizer resources, and we could not get the fertilizer that we needed uh, in a timely manner. We got what's called triple 13 instead of triple 15. Ben, you probably know, don't know the difference there, but no that, idea. That's, that's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one is, is stronger than the other, I guess. But So we applied it to the ground. We put the seed in, and guess what happened? No water, a drought. Wow. And that's yeah. what we are experiencing right now. And right. It's still going on. Now, uh, it's a good thing, uh, Ben, that, that um, you know, the Gusky family doesn't depend on my farming skills to eat because, I mean, they would probably starve, <laughs> you know. So, so here's the mystery that I, I want to ask our, our listeners to help us solve here. About half of our, our crop did come up, okay? So by July 4th, it was about knee high. And now there's some of it, about half of it is shoulder high. But the other part didn't come up until just recently. So we've got some that's really uh, struggling to get up. Uh, none of it's uh, tasseled at all. Uh, so we're hoping that the shorties will catch up to the, you know, it was all planted at the same time in the same soils. I don't understand why half of it's uh, not growing. And maybe our listening audience could help us out there. So so why is this important? Well, we know, we want to know on the Gusky farm, what will happen with this crop? You know, 
uh, why is there such a difference in the growth? And, and will the Gusky farm be able to produce ears of corn for those hungry deer and pheasants, you know, come wintertime when they need it? Help it's, us out. It's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> same, same planting, same time, yeah. but same soil. Yeah. Yeah, now we're all going to be agronomists. We're going from naturalist <laughs> to agronomist. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of mouths to feed on that farm. Bill. We There's do, no yes, yes, absolutely. It. Yeah, all these pheasants and turkeys and deer out there—they're looking for—they're uh, looking for their uh, their free meal. We'll see. We'll see if we get any takers on uh, responding to you. I hope so. I yeah, hope so. I'm we sure. need to solve this problem. I'm yeah. sure you will. I'm sure you will. Um, well, we appreciate you tuning in today. We got a good conversation again. Uh, we're going to put it up after the show at pathfinderwealth.com. You'll find every episode that we do there as well. You'll find also more information on Barbara and Phil and an easy way to connect with them there is through the website. But you can always call if you want to discuss what we talk about today even further, get more information, go into more detail with it. Uh, the number is 815-399-9806. But as I talked about and kind of teased a little bit at the top of the show, and we're talking about things that don't matter until they actually do. So think about your day-to-day beyond finance, right? So fire extinguishers, an airbag in your car, maybe the smoke alarm in your house. You want to make sure it has batteries in it. These are things you don't think about. You just ignore kind of when you pass them walking around, you know, day to day. But when they're there and you need them, they are so very vital and you regret it if you don't have them. And there's some things in the financial world that are just like that. So we got four today that that you probably haven't thought about, maybe haven't paid attention to in your plan for a while, but we want to kind of bring it back up, make it top of mind again for you and explain why these things are so important. Let's start with legal documents, Barbara and Phil. This is a, a really a great example of this conversation in general, because you talk about wills, trusts, power of attorney documents. These aren't things you like to talk about. And many people don't because it deals with death and you just kind of put it aside. You don't really think you know that affects you right now, but these can make a huge difference for your family. Yeah, they they really would. In fact, uh, today's uh, we're gonna we're gonna touch on uh, some of these topics that I think most of our our clients and we have a technical term for these these clients and these subjects. Uh, ben, we call it icky topics. Okay, <laughs> very, so very technical. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Estate planning, dying, long term care, yeah, nursing homes, uh, life insurance, that kind of thing. So, right. so the first topic, okay, legal documents. I think most of our listeners uh, either have their house in order in terms of estate planning, or at least know the importance of doing so. They might've put it off, but they know the importance of doing so. So we always want to make estate planning part of our topics uh, that we cover with our clients. It has to be covered thoroughly. We believe it's kind of the cornerstone of everything else that they do. I mean, they could get great returns in the market. They could do very well with their investments, do well on taxes, but if they don't have their estate plan together, they could end up losing quite a bit of it to the various predators out there, okay? Uh, Probate courts and so forth. So the process of creating uh, the right type of estate plan, yeah, it can be long, it can be drawn out and somewhat pricey at times. But we look at it as kind of having insurance on your estate is really what it amounts to, to make sure that you give your kids the tools they need or whoever you're having take over for you, the tools they need to assist you uh, in a medical situation, a healthcare emergency, or at the time of death. Now, Barb and I, uh, you know, we term ourselves professional nags. (laughs) <laughs> okay, we, we like to nag our clients in, in a nice way to move through the process, to move it along. We want to make sure that uh, they, when they start a process of estate planning, uh, you know, the good news is that uh, we'll walk right along with you step by step and helping to organize the material so that the qualified attorney can create the plan for you. Now, here's the bad news. The bad news is this. Uh, it's not a one and done. Now, once people get an estate plan out of the way, they kind of put it in a drawer and forget about it. I had one client the other day come in. I think we did her estate plan 30 years ago and she couldn't find it. 
Jeez, yeah. yeah. So luckily we had one. Uh, so once you get it in place, you need to update it and uh, change it from time to time. Life is not static. You know, if you make changes in your estate or you have something changed, you need to notify us and we need to help you uh, in terms of, of responding with the attorneys to get that, that plan updated. You know, also, if we, if we happen to put out information about estate planning that has changed, and there's been a lot of changes here in recent years, we expect uh, our clients to, to give us feedback and to, to respond to us and bring their stuff in so we can review it and advise them. And, you know, the worst thing that could happen is that you spend some money, time, and, you know, all the things that go into estate planning very carefully, put it together, but it fails because you don't do the updates properly and you need to get that updated. Yeah, very true. Yeah. We uh, we have to have up-to-date information, otherwise it's no good. Oh, yeah. You know, there's sometimes, you know, one, two, three amendments that are made to a trust. But like Phil had mentioned, too, we have our clients meet uh, here with our attorney. So our attorney comes here, meets, you know, meets with our clients. They make it, you know, quite simple to carry out a plan. But in fact, I often see people don't even think about doing any estate planning documents, Phil, until they get ready to retire. You've noticed it's that? It's true, yes. So they come yeah. in to talk about retirement planning mm-hmm. and they haven't done, you know, and many people have not even set up a will. But I had a client that paid for legal services through work. So he wanted to use the attorney on staff since he'd been paying for services. And I think it's called something like legal services. Oh, like a prepaid deal or? Like a prepaid. Yes, I think it is called prepaid legal. Okay. Well, this is interesting. He sets up a trust and I get a copy of the trust and no POAs for him or his wife, none for property or health care. He went back and had the attorney draft those documents. And he also had to have the attorney tell the attorney to transfer the home into the trust. The home needed to be transferred. The deed needed to be changed from their personal property to the trust owning it. Mm -hmm. That wasn't done either. So for our listeners, make sure you're working with an estate planning attorney. You know, this is what they are trained in and this is all they do. Any attorney can draft up a will or any attorney can represent at a legal, uh, excuse me, a real estate closing. But for estate planning, a complete estate plan with all of the accompanying documents, you want to see an estate planning attorney. So make sure legal documents is high on your list. You can tell they're very important uh, to your overall financial situation. All right. Second thing that people just, you know, whether it is they over they overlook or just put off because they don't think it affects them, but long-term care protections is something that you don't think really matters until it actually does. And guarding against those expenses might seem like a waste of money right now for many people, but if you end up in a nursing home, those protections are huge to protect your finances. Yes, it's, it's the old elephant in the room, Ben. Long-term care protection. What is long-term care? It's going to protect you and your family from spending down your complete estate should you go into the nursing home. And of course, people don't want to talk about it. Many people don't want to spend the money for it. I once had a client refuse a policy because she says $150,000, that's all it pays? Well, that was $150,000 worth of coverage that only would have cost her $50,000 and any remaining account value would have went to the family. It wasn't a use it or lose it plan in this case. So I told her no zero is nothing. So if something happened to her, every dollar is out of pocket. But just, you know, for our listeners to know, even a short-term policy is helpful. If the average stay in the nursing home is 2.8 years, a $150,000 policy, for example, could last three years when you're considering Social Security, possibly a pension, required minimum distributions, they can all contribute to the cost. Because the truth is that seven out of 10 people will require some time in the nursing home. No, it's it's no news, no new news because people are living longer lives. So if you're, since people are living longer lives, and especially if you're married, you have to at least consider it. 
And I, I look at it this way. I have the conversation with my clients and if it's important to them, it's important to me. I do, however, document the day and that I did have that conversation because in the event that the entire estate is spent down mm-hmm. due to long-term care and nursing home exposure. Why didn't you tell me, Barb? Yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> yep. And I'm asked why to, by, you know, why didn't I take care of the parents? You know, why didn't they have a policy? I can prove that we had a discussion about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and one of the things that people don't realize are the costs of nursing home, nursing homes, the cost of the care. And, and, and my mother's getting excellent care right now where she's at, but it's costing $60,000 a year, Yeah, you know, and when, when do people really ap- approach that and, and get woke up to the fact that these are so expensive? Well, when it happens to them and their family. That's true. And, and very few people are really prepared for it. So that, you know, to be, you know, forewarned warned is to be forearmed. You need to understand the importance of long-term care protection. And you also want to look at it before you have too many health issues. Yeah. You know, there are companies that have gotten much more lenient with underwriting. However, the healthier you are, of course, it's going to be better for you, but uh, you start to have health issues and you may not qualify. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of things there to think about for sure. Life insurance, kind of another one that fits uh, in this umbrella. Um, you know, nobody likes talking about it, right? And I think there's a lot of stereotypes around life insurance and the people that sell life insurance. But when a loved one passes away, you're never going to find someone that says, man, they, they, had, they left too much for me, right? So life insurance is, is so important. Yeah, Ben, here's, <laughs> here's one of those icky topics again. that <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about life insurance. And most people don't like the, uh, you know, to the stereotypical person who sells life insurance to talk to them for sure. And it kind of reminds me of the hilarious Woody Allen movie. Ben, have you ever heard of a, an actor named Woody Allen? Is, is yeah. that name ring a bell? Yep. Woody Allen? Okay, good, good. So Woody Allen, he, he was in a movie called Take the Money and Run. And that's where he was uh, in prison because he was a bank robber, right? So he committed some kind of infraction in prison where he was thrown in, um, in solitary confinement. And his punishment was to be in solitary confinement with an insurance agent. Oh, that's funny. So <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. And of course, you hear the, the guy doing the pitch to him. And that's what he is suffering through is his sales pitch the entire time he's in solitary <laughs> confinement. Uh, but, but here's the point. The point of it is that there are num- numerous reasons why buying life insurance makes a lot of sense. As a young person, young parent, you know, it would create an immediate estate for the family in the event that, you know, one or both of the breadwinners pass away. Uh, for the homeowner, it could be used to cover a mortgage. For the businessman, you know, it might be required by the bank to cover business obligations or something called key man insurance. You know, there is one unique use for life insurance that we use occasionally that can be used in conjunction with a pension plan. And it's known as something called a pension max, a pension max. And this is a strategy that many of our listeners have can possibly consider because they have defined benefit or 401k plans. And it, it could help boost their, their particular uh, cash flow. And here's how it works. When it comes time to elect a payout for retirement using one of these plans, there's several options available. One could be a lump sum payout, which is what most people take, or they could take a certain amount of guaranteed income for life, like a certain number of years guaranteed plus life. But the highest payout option available is something called life only or straight life. Now that payout uh, in the past could be equivalent to four or five or even 6% of the entire account. Now it's guaranteed payout for life. It's guaranteed by the insurance companies and their backers. And it's wonderful. I mean, it's a guaranteed payout for life. How can you beat that, Barb? That's wonderful, right? 
but there's a, uh, what else? Oh, there's a catch to it, right? <laughs> and as we always say, there's no free lunch in life. Okay, so the catch is this, that if the person passes away with the life only or the straight life payout, then of course the insurance company stops payments. That's one, one life, a single life only. It's a single life only. Yeah. Okay. So now if, if the retiring individual doesn't have any heirs and they wish to take that option, that would be just fine because they don't have to leave anything to anybody. But most of us have heirs that we want to leave something to. Why should it remain with the insurance company? Well, how do we make sure that you get this type of a high payout and your spouse or heirs continue to receive the payout if you, if you choose that, that option? Well, enter the Pension Max program. With the Pension Max concept, you purchase a life insurance program or you even have one currently that you keep, okay? And that, that particular policy can be used to offset the loss due to the, the pension max going away or due, due to the, uh, the pension going away at the time of death. So, mm -hmm. so the idea here is that uh, the life only option is a high payout. And once that goes away at the time of death, the life insurance covers that particular deficit and makes up for that, that pension. And many times the premiums that are paid out in life only options are high enough. They're boosted payments that can actually pay for the extra life insurance that you need. It's a great concept for those that really want a guaranteed cash flow for their life. So the strategy is very effective for those looking for a maximum guaranteed income at retirement. So if you have a desire to know this type of a concept or see if it would work for you, give us a call at 815-399-9806 and we can answer your question pretty quickly. <laughs> You know, I have to, I shouldn't laugh, but have you ever, Phil, have you ever um, had known anyone to say, I think I got too much money from the insurance company? I uh, don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> no. and, and it's tax-free. tax-free. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I do agree with, you know, the early years of raising a family, you know, it's necessary to replace income. The one point that I'm going to mention, I have a couple of clients that are doing this, for those parents that are concerned about where taxes will be for their kids, yeah, they can take a look at advanced strategies that will satisfy a couple things. Uh, one is required minimum distributions. You can fund a policy for a period of time, let's just say in 10 years, for example. And when you pass sign, your, your kids receive a tax-free benefit, mm -hmm. tax-free. And I think we're going to see more of this concept in the future with tax increases. Plus, if they reduce the estate exemption, this idea will also look more appealing for uh, to reduce taxes on death. Like currently, you can pass on about $11.7 million. I think they're talking about reducing mm -hmm. that to $3.5 million. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a big uh, reduction there. Yeah. The other thing that we have to take in consideration is that many people that receive pensions uh, or even Social Security, you know, those particular payments may not keep up with the cost of living. Right. And so they really have to plan their income in such a way that those streams of income increase over periods of time to keep up with the cost of, of living going up. Yes. Good point. That's mm -hmm. a th I'll cover that next, Phil. All right. <laughs> yeah. <Good>. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk income before we close out this conversation. And, you know, I think a lot of times we, we worry about, you know, having enough money, right, for retirement. You know, we don't think about those income streams that we that we put in place in retirement to make, kind of protect us there. You kind of touched on some of them, but let's get into that in a little more detail, Barbara, on what we're overlooking here. Sure. You know, we use a program that will calculate the likelihood of success in retirement and what what's defined by the likelihood of success in retirement. Mm -hmm. Enough income. So it, it takes into account risk and return, inflation and taxes. It takes into account Social Security, pensions, et cetera. Now, I will use annuities to reduce the standard deviation, even if it's just a deferred accumulated annuity because of the safety feature. When I do look at guaranteed income stream, and if you're married, I will most of the time use a joint life payout. 
And that's an income stream that neither neither one can outlive. It's, it's like a social security check. So you need at retirement a controlled risk environment to stay ahead of inflation and, to, and for the growth, as I had mentioned in a, in a previous podcast, is very important in the first 15 years of retirement. Safety is important. When to take social security and when and how to take pensions are all important considerations. You know, income in retirement always comes down to this, having a plan. You can't go about this blindly or with a hope and a prayer or withdrawal on an as-needed basis. You're living too long to guess all of this, and especially if you're married. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, inflation, Barb. Uh, people really are not aware of inflation, the price of goods and services going up until they go and buy something, right? That's where they see it. Yes, gas they, and groceries right now. Exactly. And, and you know, right now the government says, oh, we don't have much of an inflation problem. We really do. It's it's pressing 4% and going higher. Yep. And uh, you know, as long as they're going to turn a blind eye to it, doesn't mean we should. We have to be aware of it. So whenever you're doing your, your income planning, like Barb says, you need to factor in that inflation rate. Make sure that you have a certain level of equities in your portfolio. It's necessary if you're going to go ahead and continue to increase uh, your um, your your ability to spend money. Yep. Well, all these things are very important, and if if you haven't spent time on these, please I encourage you to reach out. Barbara and Phil can be found online pathfinderwealth.com. Um, you can also call them directly at eight one five three nine 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 eight zero six, and just pay attention to these. Make sure these things are in order. If you haven't evaluated them in a while, now's a great time to update and and assess kind of where you stand on everything. But very important topic. And uh, these things you you would be very happy you've taken care of um, if the need ever arises. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Retirement Pathfinder. We appreciate you listening. We got new episodes every two weeks. So please hit subscribe, follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, we'll put it up online, pathfinderwealth.com, where you can also learn about upcoming classes for Barbara and Phil as well. Thank you both for your time today. Uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Bar- and Phil, take care on the farm. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.